Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with Judge on Hot House on Out TV and star of Iconic Justice on Out TV, drag queen and OnlyFans content creator Nikki Monet. How you doing today, Ben? I'm great. How are you? I'm alive. I'm very grateful for my life today. Thank you for having me, Prince. I'm really excited. Of course. Yes. Work. So where are you originally from? I'm originally from New York, Long Island. Sweater weather. <laughs> Long Island. I know. I've I've lived here my whole life. I've lived in Florida my whole life. And like, oh, really? that's why I am so ready. Like hope in 2024, I'm hoping to leave. Me too. I'm a gypsy. I move every few years. But where do you plan on moving to? Like, I don't know. I've lived everywhere, to be honest with you. Um, my next venture is going to be somewhere for me. Um, if many of you don't know, my real name is Jasmine. And Nikki Monet is a character that I have put on. And I think it's Jasmine season. So uh, wherever, wherever that may be, where my cold little heart takes me. <laughs> See, I'm, I got a calling, like... And lots of people think it's unsafe, but I don't care. It's like, I'm looking at the way the economy is. And like, I'm looking at the fact that I'm a musician. I want to put out an album. And I feel like I'm going to be able to do that in Detroit. Oh, that'll be amazing. Yeah. Detroit's yeah. an amazing place. I've played there a few times. Um, yeah, the economy is going crazy. My best friend, Regina Coco, you all know her and love her. She's moving to Mexico um, in a few days. Oh, wow. Yeah, the economy sucks here. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's like somebody's like it's affordable. I'm like, listen, like I've lived in Orlando before. Like apartments are going for in Detroit now what they're going for in Orlando like four or five years ago. Like, I lived in Orlando too. I lived in 55 West, and it was the worst. <laughs> it was I had like a penthouse on the 40th floor for like nothing for like I don't know a thousand dollars a month. And now where I live, I live on the 18th floor of a high rise here in um in Miami, and it is quadruple that i pay almost three thousand dollars and i can't afford yeah no who can afford that you know crazy that's why i live in the hood i lived in the hood like i was paying when i started living there i was like 700 a month and then like i was paying like 750 yeah i started off at 13 here and now it's almost three thousand um over the course of two years wild yeah, crazy. So what was it like for you growing up as a kid? Um, as a child, I was always in the arts. I was a Nickelodeon kid. I I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay, so you probably wouldn't know this. However, but there was uh, TV shows called Slime Time and Legends of the Hidden Temple. I was cast members on those TV shows. Oh, wow. I used to dance for NSYNC and City High and... You probably don't know who those people are either. <laughs> what? Wait, you said in sync, right? Yeah, like but I know <laughs> I know who in sync is. I, so, I wish I was young enough to not know who in sync was. Yes, I know who in sync is. So uh that's that was I was in dance and theater my whole life. I was on Broadway a few times. I was um in Gypsy and Annie Got Your Gun with Bernadette Peters, uh, my life was great. And then until 14 years old, when uh, this all started happening to me, that's when it kind of took a turn for the left. 
and uh you want to go into that that's kind of my coming out story <laughs> yeah okay so yeah let's go ahead and yeah let's go to your coming out story yeah so what was okay, so, it like for you coming out so at four i didn't have to come out at 14 years old uh you see my body in person you see yes. it looks like i've had surgeries and stuff i haven't i um i developed naturally like that they call it intersex as opposed to transgender uh trans is when a man turns into a girl you know um, that just naturally happened to me at 14 years old. Um, my estrogen was higher than my testosterone. My parents kicked me out at 14 because I refused to take the estrogen blockers and just, you know, basically the, the, I guess, testosterone to make me more of a guy. Yeah, so this is all, this is me. <laughs> um, and... That's the coming out story. I was homeless from 14 years old to 18 years old, um, living under stairwells of gay clubs and um, homeless shelters and always got told I would be nothing and do nothing in life if I continued to not listen to my parents. And here I am living in a fucking penthouse with a Tesla and <laughs> living my life how I want to live. And, the whole point of Nikki Monet, my birth name was Nico, so everyone called me Nikki. And um, Nikki is a testament to being told no and being told you'll never do anything. So that's where Nikki Monet comes in. Right. And here so, I am, 34 years old. Yes. Blessed. So I will say to my coming out, I in some ways say I was fortunate because I only had to come out to one parent because I came out four months after my mom died. So it was only <clears throat> having to come out to my dad. And then I have like an older sister who I came out to. They were both accepting. The person I shouldn't have come out to was I came out to youth minister at the church. And I told him about this performance idea I had with like a knife and how I'd practice stabbing myself because I'm dramatic, obviously. Right. Yeah. Naturally. And yes. And he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, You have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. Oh my. Naivete. Yeah, thank you. Naivete went with him now in hindsight i would have let him call the cops so we went to get a, a psyche valve i had passed it they had told me i'd passed it after i after he i this is what i believed after he found out i passed he went around to all the people basically saying that i was lying and as a result i got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours how old were you i was 18. So I did the stupid thing of like signing stuff and not realizing what I was signing because right. I thought I was yourself. getting home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like once I got out, he tried to like cover his ass. So he got me this counselor to pray the gay away. Of course. You always pray something away, right? <laughs> Which we all know how well that works. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sitting here in a fucking wood. Clearly, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but as I say, you live in. 
I would say in truth, I know you said, I know you talked about like having the, um, having like mental issues now. I would say that was the start of my downward spiral. Okay. Because then like a year later, I was suicidal the first time. And then about two years after that, I got raped. Then I got suicidal the second time. And then later, I was sexually assaulted and dragged. So basically, my 20s was just like, as I say, like, I'm one of those people who's like, I didn't plan for my 30s because I plan on being dead by this point. <laughs> right. I've been there. I've, I've thought about that. For sure. Wow, this is deep. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, as I say, you always come out on the other side and like, now I'm here, like I'm getting to meet like amazing people through doing this podcast. And it's like, I guess you don't want to say it, but like all the shit I had to go through was worth it. That's how I look at it. I mean, if if Nico be, continued to be Nico, right, and I was that person, what would I be doing? Where would I be? Nicki Monet wouldn't exist. My life would be upside down. It would be unauthentic. And everything I went through led to this moment, right, to me even doing an interview with you. Yeah. Not really, you know. Um, so we do all go through everything for a reason. You have to look at it as that, um, you know, the glass half full as opposed to half empty. And um, I'm very grateful for my downfall and for my struggle. Um, does it hurt? Of course. Does it make you want to die? Sure. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah. you go through a lot and you don't realize that it was all for a bigger picture here until you realize what that picture was, you know? And I always say to people who, like, seem happy and they're like, you talk to them and it's like, they haven't either... They said they haven't gone through anything. Either I feel like they're lying to you or maybe their life is, is that perfect. I don't think anyone's is. Um, a, a big part of Nicki Monet is a lot of people don't know what I'm currently going through. I'm currently going through a lot of depression, a lot of manipulation, mind games, narcissistic behavior within my community, within my love life, within my personal life, within my... Um, you know, overall circle. Um, the industry is very, very tough. It's very hard on a human being. Um, and uh, a lot of people just see what they see on Instagram. You know, a lot of people don't really know who I am. I have two friends in this whole world, two, that know my legal name, that know what I'm going through. And I'm adored by thousands. So it's it's true when when you say you feel like people are lying it is. It's a it's a, it's a facade for sure. It's definitely a character. Um it's definitely a mask you put on for the betterment of your career and the fans around you that lean on you for support and inspiration to live their lives. You know, I would never put out you know 
my real situation and give false hope to everyone. And I'm just dealing with things internally how I should with my two friends. Yeah. Um, I have zero family, zero anything. I sit here in my house all day, every day by myself and try to better the world through that way. And um, yeah. I mean, that's real. Like, real. It, it's, it's, it's nice because this is the thing. Like, what I like about doing this is I want to show people the real sides of people because I feel like the facade is great. We all well, that's why facade. I didn't get all Nicki Monet up today. I yeah. wanted to really kind of talk about, you know, the real, the real part of it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I know that same thing. Like, probably the one person I can depend on and, like, the one person I have, like, in this life is my best friend. And we've been friends for 15 years now. Yeah. And, like, that's... Hold them close. One person. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I do. Because he's the one who, like, I tell him, I'm like, just to let you know, and I said this when he interviewed me on here, I'm like... So, if you ever if you ever see me like like sort of like losing reality and like becoming too egotistical you have to drag me back down bitch like yeah you have to remind me it's like look at what you said before that's what you actually think and you're letting your fame your fame get to you and i don't ever want to be that way never let it ever <laughs> no. Because this is the thing, I'll say this, I'm a loyal bitch. Like, I'm the person who's, like, I say to people, if ever you need somebody, talk to me. Like, and that's well, what's, good. What sign are you? Uh, cancer. Nice. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> We're as loyal as it comes. Yeah. So... What was it like for you moving to Miami? I guess actually better ways. Is you said you lived a lot of places. What made you decide to move to Miami then? So during the pandemic in California, a lot of you did not experience this here. We were stuck for two years in California um, in our homes. You guys, what, had a month of lockdown? We had two years. We were all on unemployment. We were all on pandemic relief funds. We were all on food stamps, so we were all not allowed to walk our dogs. They sent a, they sent us fake grass to put inside of our home for our dogs to use the bathroom. We weren't allowed outside. If you were caught, you get a $1,000 fine and a misdemeanor. Um, you weren't allowed to drive in your car. You weren't allowed to do anything. So we were imprisoned and trapped, and that was my first attempt of suicide. I took eight grams of cocaine shoved it into my body at once thinking it would kill me it didn't um it just got me loose <laughs> that's all it did and i woke up a few days later just like snapped out of it and you know some of my girlfriends here were like come back home you know i'm from florida you know not originally but this is where i did grow up and my drag career did start and take off so um they were like come back and that's when they were like come back to palace and i went to palace and 
I came down here to visit. I escaped California. And uh, and that's what made me move here. We, were, we weren't even filming television shows in California. I don't even think they are anymore either still. Um, they're still like on a mask thing out there. It's crazy. How long has it been? It's like nuts to me. Like I did not know that. Yeah, 100%. A lot of people don't know that. In California, they have this like fake thing on TV that the world is shut down, but it's not. Yep. It's hell out there. And um not me when when I when it came to me taking my life, I was like, "Well, something has to happen, you know." Otherwise, I can't, you know, the next one's going to be successful. And I don't want Nicki Monet to lose, you know, leave this world and lose like this. So, Exactly. Yeah. I will say that that, like, pandemic you talked about, most people got to stay at home. I was working in, I was working in a senior living home. They made my ass come to work every day. Oh, so like well I you had really a job <laughs> yeah yeah i had a job i like... didn't <laughs> i went from living life to paying rent to being okay to having eviction they didn't care either the landlords it doesn't matter that the state is shut down you had to find the money somehow That's... it didn't matter everyone right. was fucked it, we were all fucked it was crazy see and it's interesting to say that because i've interviewed I've interviewed plenty of people from California. None of them have ever mentioned that to me. Well, they're all lying to you. But have y'all talked about the pandemic, like the real pandemic? I don't. If no. you did, they would have mentioned it to you. It's getting hot in here. Oh, it's getting steamy. <sighs> yeah, so I will say so I'm in South Florida now. I'm not in. I'm like an hour and a half north of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So I'm I'm in like the West Palm-ish area. That's where okay. I'm like... You said the hood. No, when I was living in Orlando, I lived in the hood. Where'd you live? I lived... Okay, so... Since you lived in Orlando... You um, lived on OBT near Parliament House? Yes. I lived near... Yes. You live near Parliament yeah. House. I love it. Yeah, I lived in the ghetto. Yeah, yeah. I know. I used to perform at Parliament House back when I lived there. Me too. Like, that was when that place closed down. I'm like, I'm like, I have somebody I know who wants to like move to Orlando. They're like, Are you gonna move to Orlando? I'm like, Fuck no. Like, there ain't no point in going there now. At all. There's yeah. absolutely nothing there. It's kind of like what they're turning into out here. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... I'm going out now because I'm starting to know people. Like, in Wilton, I'm going out there because I know people. Like, yeah. I know Phoenix Lenore. I know, like, Jay Wolf Lenore. I just am starting to meet people. That's why I'm going out. Because <laughs> I had a friend who's like, for all these years, I wanted you to go out to Fort Lauderdale and you would never go. And now you want to go out? I'm like... Well, now I know people. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move you back so I can leave. I'm getting tired. This is my normal sleep time now. <laughs> You're... What? 
Yeah, I typically go to bed around 8 o'clock now. That is crazy. Because mm-hmm. you, th- you think about entertainers, usually I tell people I go to bed at like 9 and people are like, that's so early, but like. You know, I, I go to bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I turn 34 and I'm like. Yeah. So what made you want to become a drag queen? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I already answered that. So when my parents were oh, yeah, yeah. 14 and I was sleeping under gay stairwells to gay clubs and stuff, yeah. I, um, you know, I saw going back to my my coming out situation. I saw yeah. I met these drag queens, um, Jocelyn Summers, Esme Russell, Joey Brooks in Tampa at Club Chambers. Uh, they took me in um, and I saw them and I was like, oh, that's what's happening to me. That's who I am. And that physical manifestation of like what a trans woman was really hit me. And I was like, oh my God, that's who I am. And that's what I'm doing. And that's like where my body's going. Um, and it just, it was the kindest thing that was ever done to me at that point in life. I think I was like 16 at that point. And that's what started me doing drag was me being homeless and being taken in by drag like you know the show pose it's very true you know you get you get brought into a house with a mother that takes care of you not just drag wise but like life and that's what happened to me and that's where that brought me so yeah sorry i'm so tired (laughs) i've had somebody yawn on here before it's fine i had somebody i'm gonna yawn the whole uh, the, the longer we go the more i'm gonna at at 4 p.m. This is somebody who's doing an interview in LA. At 4 p.m. they're yawning. I'm like, I'm thinking, girl. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so I will say to mine, I actually have a weird experience because I actually started doing drag and performing at open mic nights and straight bars. Perfect. I love and it. I was doing, I was doing like my electronic music, and all these, all these white guys were coming in there with like their guitars and tuning it up, and I was like thumping bass in like this tiny little bar and like <laughs> loving it. And I, I did it. actually get, I did, I did get in trouble with the owners one time, so because I, I had screamed "motherfucker" into the microphone as I finished one of my sets, yeah. And then I got told by the owner the following week not to do that. I'm like, I'm at a bar, I'm not allowed to fucking swear, like seriously. <laughs> oh lord mess yeah. so okay hold on I'm trying to see so what was it like for you the first time you performed um I <laughs> it was fun I did um shut up and drive from Rihanna Word. And I had, you know, I was a kid, so Britney Spears had shaved her head. I shaved my head that day as well, me and my friend, Henry. We shaved our head. My hair was, like, down here. We shaved our heads, and we glued tracks, like, weave tracks to our head with bonding glue. And I put a bandana on, and I was on stage, like, I don't know, like, in boy clothes, like, with a bandana, singing Shut Up and Drive. Like, it was so hilarious. Such a huge difference to who I am and what I do now. <laughs> My hair looks so good today. I can't stop looking yeah. at it. Sorry. Yeah, your hair does look good. Thank you. 
Yeah, so as I say that, I remember the first time, because this is the thing, there was a few months where I performed where I wasn't Prince Electro Diamond, mm-hmm. and then, like, I told somebody, like, the vision of the hair and everything, and, like, told them all this, and they're like, well, then why don't you just do it? Right. And then, and, and then I did, and then, as I say, back then I wore clothes, now I proudly dress half-naked in drag, because I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, how we all end up <laughs> naked yeah, on stage. Exactly. It's like own your body. It's like if if somebody doesn't like the way that your body looks, they don't gotta fucking stare at you. Yeah, fuck them. So okay. You already answered that. So what made you wanna start or no? Okay. So I know you'd started doing drag before like as you were transitioning but what made you like finally realize that like this is it i guess this is a way that's like well like i said growing up i was always in theater it's the only job i've ever known performing is the only thing i've ever done in my life so when i found out that i can do that professionally well it's just okay. what stuck with me. I kind of rephrased that question wrong. I kind of phrased that question wrong. My bad. Okay. So, w- what made you like finally realize that you were a woman? Like, that's... not a woman. I do not consider myself a woman at all. Um, a lot of people, I, a lot of people hate Blair White for this uh, situation, but I'm very on touch on topic with her when it comes to being a woman i'm not i'm a trans woman i'm i I take ownership of being trans um yeah i I will never claim to be a full-fledged woman a female you know something like that um i i am very proud of what the universe has awarded me gifted me to you know this crazy genetic life of being trans and um i fully understood what it was when my parents kicked me out and they said we can turn you back into a boy that's when i found that's when i realized at 14 years old what and who i am and the ownership of it um i never went back on that topic and um i will never claim to have a period to have ovaries you know if this makes sense to you, I know physically I look like a woman to you, but um, mentally I do not feel like one. I feel very trans. Um, I love it. Um, some girls have dicks. Get over it. That's the t-shirt that I have in stores. And um, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm a girl with a dick, if that makes sense. I'm not a woman. So I hope that helps you. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, okay, so that kind of like, it puts me more in like because that's the thing like as i always say like the question of the one thing where i said i was going to go to them before we started before i was going to go to how you were mentally because it's like a lot of people like what was it i think i heard somebody say it's not the tits that make you a woman it's like or make you like trans it's like what you are like and it's like that's the thing where it's like it doesn't matter what's going on like down there it matters what's going on up here yeah 
that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, but again, I never claim that word woman. I will never understand what a woman goes through. It's kind of like when my people speak of people of color's situation. I will never understand it. I would never claim to be black. Does that make sense? I would never claim to be a woman. I've never no. gone through anything a woman has gone through. Um, us being catcalled and hit on, that's a human thing. I don't believe that's a woman thing. Uh, so when people are like, oh, I have similar experiences as women, I think we all do. But really what it means to wake up and be a woman, I will never experience that. And that, yeah, that also doesn't mean anything because it's like, literally you can get dressed up in drag and like you can get hit on as yeah. a drag queen like and experience all that and like i've had that happen to me that doesn't mean i know what it's like to be a woman i mean i know what it's like to be sexualized sexualized yeah yeah it's a lot of like what i went through because as i say like i told nikki this before when we were off camera so like I say from, like, being raped, I say you go one of two ways after being raped. You either become extremely, like, a prude or you become extremely slutty because you feel like you're not worth anything more than that. Really? And I... That's at least the way I look at it. And I went the latter. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. So, what made you want to start doing OnlyFans? Um, I actually, that's that's a big misconception of me. I don't actually do OnlyFans. I did during the pandemic when we didn't have anything to do. I don't currently do it. Um, it was definitely a take advantage of a, of a space that allowed me to, you know, use my body for fun. Um, so I don't currently do it. I did it during the pandemic a while ago. I haven't touched it since. It's just revenue at this moment. You know, so um, you do have to post and say hi every 30 days. Otherwise, <laughs> they shut your account down. But there are fans on there from the pandemic four or five years ago that are still on there giving me money. So, you know, that is something that it's not it's not anything significant. Um, I did not like it at all. Um, my sex work is through Nicki Monet. I love getting naked. I love sexualizing myself on stage. I love my body. I love stripping. Yeah. I love being a stripper. Um, so, you know, for anyone out there saying, oh, she's not a real sex worker. I mean, I think we all are as drag artists. So it depends on like which route you take, but I'm definitely a burlesque stripper you know, faggot with titties kind of situation on stage, if you will. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. but OnlyFans, no, it's not even a topic you even want to talk about with me. It's something boring and it's irrelevant. I took advantage of a space that allowed me to live for a minute. Um, it was yeah. a great platform, like many of us did, you know, and there are still sex workers out there that do use that platform. And I encourage you all to go support them, love them and show them love with your money um, because that's what it's about exactly it's like i have my um i have a my friend milo like <laughs> used to do like porn and only fans and all that and it's like i've honestly like 
never asked him about it when he's been interviewed on here because I'm like, to me, it's like, that's the least interesting thing about you. That's one of those, like, why did you start and questions move on to the next one? Because it's like, if yeah. I feel like the people who like make that their the whole life is because they don't have a personality outside of that. Mm, I don't agree. I think people, you know, they, they love what they do. I think it's with anything you do, you love what you do. I know someone who loves online sex work, like loves it. It's, it's their passion. It really, it's like Beyonce putting on a production. You put on your own production online. I can't do that. My, my, my production's in person for sure. Yeah. It's also why like, I've never done it. Like I've thought about it, but it's like, my thing is, I don't want to sit here. As I said, I want to put out music. I don't want to sit here and have to be like, oh yeah, I did this because I was in a bind. Like now I want you to take me seriously as a, as a musician. No, I don't want to do that fucking argument. Like, Oh, I love the argument. It's what I'm doing now. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I just think like, you know, some people, well, Listen, OnlyFans is not just sex work. It's it's you know I put my performances up there sometimes. To be honest with you, oh, I, I use yeah I have a page on there of just performances. Um, granted, nobody looks at it. <laughs> no one pays for it because you can just come see me in person or see it on Instagram or YouTube for free. But you know there are people like yoga instructors that are on there. Cardi B's on there. Nicki Minaj is on there. There's people on there that you know they do have real careers that they put on like you know, behind the scenes footage of like their music videos and stuff, which is what Cardi does. So I think well, it's okay. Yeah. I should say it's I'm saying when I'm talking about OnlyFans, I'm talking about the OnlyFans stereotype. Obviously I know that's like used for a lot more than what some people think it is. Yeah. So how was it that you came to be a judge on Hot House? <laughs> I'm very surprised that that's what you bring up because <laughs> you said Hot House and Iconic Justice. I have my own reality show. I'm going to tell your fans for you, okay? I have my own reality show called Miami Dolls, ladies and gentlemen. We just signed for two more seasons, so we're going to have three seasons coming up soon. Um, we did just finish season one. Um, it is on all platforms except for Netflix as of this moment. It is on Amazon Prime, Out TV, Apple TV, Cable, Um uh pluto fucking paramount it's on all that good stuff um all of my tv shows are on there i currently have 14 of them um i guess the two that you're mentioning are the two most popular i guess in yeah uh, the florida world maybe yeah it's bizarre in florida everyone always goes hot house slag wars uh you know um but how did I become a judge on Hot House? I don't even know. How did that work <laughs> out? It really has no connection to do with anything, to be honest with you. It's just, I guess, my reputation and my... I got asked to do it. Um, you know, Slag Wars was the start of my television career. Uh, well, I think Keeping Up with the Kardashians was. And then Slag Wars... And then after Slag Wars, and that was filmed during this pandemic, the f 
you know, we filmed Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and the day after, California shut down. Everything shut down. And then Hot House was filmed outside of L.A. Years later, I don't even know. When, what did we do, two seasons of that? Yeah. How did I become a judge? I guess I I'm I'm pretty sure I just got asked. <laughs> I got sent a contract, a script, and I got asked if I would be interested, and I said yes. But it all stems from Slag Wars. See, in truth, I didn't ask you about all those stuff because I didn't know about it. Like, yeah, but it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say about it. No, you're good. I mean, like, I get it. People do reality TV. It's my main it's job. Great. It's great. I'll be leaving I'll... here in a couple weeks to go to New York to film a new one. It's going to be great. Oh. I can't wait for you all to see it. That's amazing. As yeah. I said, I've, I'm always the person who's like, I've thought about doing reality TV, and then I said, like, no, because, like, my thing is, I want to be edited the way, I'm I'm kind of a control freak, so I want to be edited the way that I want people to see me. I want you to know that that whole editing bullshit that you all talk about is fully false. (laughs) Don't let people that, people say what they want to say. Right. Okay, they say what they say, and production just puts it out there. There's no editing. You can't take words and switch them up like that. That's not a thing. I mean, I'm sure it could be, but any television show I've been on, it's not a thing. Everything is pure and out there. I mean, they might cut, like, my parents kicked me out at 14 years old because I did this, blah, 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 blah. They could cut, my parents kicked me out at 14 years old, and that's the end of your story. Do you know what I'm saying? They could edit it that way. Yeah. However, I said what I said. So for people right. to say you got edited the way you got edited, girl, please. You said what you said. You made fun of Miss Thing. You talked your shit. Now deal with it. You just want to blame it on other bitches. Because they don't want to take ownership because they don't understand the harsh reality of television is there are crazy fans out there that let make you seem to be crazy and you don't like the you don't like the smoke don't fucking talk about it on the screen that's how i tell everybody that comes into this field you know that always has that mentality of editing you know it's always the same shit <laughs> i want to be edited huh girl then you better get into editing honey <laughs> That is a good point. Like that's it's why I just the truth. That's, that's why I post this podcast as is. That's why like I've said some shit about artists on here, and it's like, guess what? If I saw you to your face, I'd tell you the exact same thing. Exactly I, how I would say it. Yeah. And don't get me started on that shit. Because we can it's go. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like bitch, you're garbage. Like trash, basura. <laughs> Are you Hispanic? No, I am uh, Irish and Italian. I'm Greek. Yeah. Wow. The hair. I'm Greek. Yeah. <laughs> Daughter of Zeus. Look at me doing my hair on screen with you. Yes. 
Yes. Reality. This is reality television, darling. Yeah. That's why I like. As I say, I open up with the guests. I let the guests see me de-dragging all this shit. I ain't gonna let yeah. you my fans do it, because like you ain't ready to Listen, see you're gonna hate me, but I have to I'll be right back. I have to go grab something. You're fine. Because we're gonna I'm gonna smoke me a little cigarette while we talk, okay? You're Not a funny that. cigarette, a regular cigarette. <laughs> Okay, Prince, I'm back. <laughs> okay. Dímelo. That means talk to me. So I guess I kind of know the answer to how this is currently. But I guess what's your dating life been like? Get this ready. A lot of you know. I don't know if a lot of you know. I've been in a relationship for the past four years. Wow. A lot of you know him as Elevator Guy on my Instagram. When I'm in my elevator, I'm like, this guy is always in here. Oh my God, there's always some. And then, you know, last year, I don't know how long you've been a follower of mine, but. We, um, we had a falling out where he was like dating my friends or like taking my friends out or fucking my friends behind my back. I recently learned that he has narcissistic personality disorder. And it's just been really tough, my dating life. Um, I'm currently single, currently loving myself, trying to love myself. It's really hard. It's really hard when you're manipulated and confused and tormented by somebody that you love that you realize doesn't have the capacity or capability to love you and everything is just a reflection on their shame and something that happened to them when they were a child so i am i'm currently dealing with that and trying to be strong <laughs> I'm sorry to cry. I'm not sorry to cry. This is what's happening, actually. And, no, fucking, uh, fucking cry, baby. If you need to cry, cry. Like, and um, a lot of people don't understand, and they're like, "Just leave, just leave." And this is like, I, I did. I finally left. I, uh, I finally left a very abusive relationship. And um, it opened my eyes up to who else was abusive in my life and near me in the industry. I'm not really, I'm not really up that mountain yet. I don't know where I am, to be honest. 
it's been two weeks fully clear of abuse uh, after four years now. I am. It's only been two weeks abuse-free, so I don't know where I am. There's my dating life. Same. See, girl, this is the sh this is this is see this is the part where I wish I could do this shit live because this would be the part where I would stop the interview and come over there and hug you because that's just <laughs> how I am. I know I know that's I know that's like really fucking rough. It's okay, we got this. We're strong, and by we I mean me and all the voices in my head. <laughs> We're all a little unhinged. That's what makes us artists. Um, yeah, trannies, crazy trannies, unhinged, unhinged <laughs> trannies. Next week on Netflix. <laughs> so I will say, currently, I am in a situation with a guy who like really wants to commit, and I feel like now that I've told him everything. Does his name he's start with an A and he's a Pisces? Don't believe him. He is a Pisces, but his name does not start with an A. There you go. Not a B either, right? Uh, Actually, yes. B-E? B-A. No. Never mind. We're good. <laughs> well, th this is the thing. We're going to... This is going to be like... I don't know if this is going to be short-lived because, as I said, he wants to move to Orlando. I want to move to Detroit. I feel like at some point... Oh, he lives in Orlando? Orlando? No, he wants to move to Orlando. He lives... I was like, here. if he lives in Orlando, go, girl. Those men are something special. Let me tell you something. No, he's originally from um, South L.A. Yeah. But he lives LA. here... Yeah. Run. <laughs> Run. <laughs> this He's is like a an old interview. Um, like a Lucille Ball interview. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I actually, the like longest relationship I've been in was, so I dated someone for a year. Who, when we were oh, breaking really? up. Yeah, we're breaking. This is up. my third longest relationship. My first one was eight years with a woman, six, four wow. years with a guy, and now four years again with a guy. Yeah, I we were living together, and as they like, they moved to break up with me. They moved all their shit out of my apartment, left me a note with a key in the door. What? And. Towards the end, they broke. They basically like broke down the relationship, broke down everything that was wrong, and then towards the end, they said, "I'm transitioning." That's their journey. Yeah, I'm done. And and she was like, "I know you won't accept me for the way that I am," which she won wrong about. I don't want to say like I'd love to be the person who's like, I would have been like, "It's okay, babe. We'll figure this all out." You were you were truthful and kind though about it. It's like it's like in two thousand whatever. I think it's like two thousand eighteen. I didn't really know much about trans people, and 
that ended and I ended up dating a racist right after that. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, we ain't doing that. No, 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 because no, as he broke up with me, it was I primarily have dated black and Latino guys. It was the one time I tried dating a white guy. I've never dated a white person in my life. I refuse. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. Blech. And as he, as he broke up with me, he said, all you ever want is that N-word dick. He, he, I, I say he said this. That's, he, that's he, my current situation is what they project onto me. Yeah. From their own feelings. Um, that's all I hear. It's so weird. Isn't that weird how guys say that? It's I like I don't get that. It's like get... you're je you're jealous because they know what they're doing and you don't. Right. Like... <laughs> Stupid asses. So... Um, if I can be honest with you, I don't think I'm gonna last an hour and a half. Probably just the hour. If you want to get like your serious ones in in the next ten minutes, eleven well, minutes. This... I'm fine. This is the thing. This is the thing. We've actually been going well. I actually have three questions left. Perfect. Let's do it. So, what's your relationship to drugs and alcohol? Um, I have no relationship with alcohol at all. One hundred percent. Not one. I don't drink. I drank maybe twice in my whole life, and I don't mean drink. I mean like took a shot and tasted alcohol twice in my life. Um, during my abusive relationship, I was consuming amounts, immense amounts of cocaine to, to take me out of the pain that I was going through. Right. Uh, it recently stopped. I recently cut ties with my relationship with cocaine. Um, it was consuming my life. It was hurting me crazily it was it was destroying my life i was allowing something else to destroy my life so that way this human being wasn't if that makes sense right yeah so yeah i was heavily addicted to cocaine and now i can't even fathom the thought of it it grosses me out I'd say for the past since, uh, I'd say for the past since 2020 to right now. So for three years straight, nonstop, every day. Wow. That night you met me. Highly intoxicated. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a good two weeks. Going strong. No abuse, no substance abuse. Trying to love myself. My face is filling out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little chunky. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, it, it honestly, it's all like good. Well, it's probably like, it's better. It is better for you. 1000% better. So I will say, in terms of alcohol, I had like a bad night. Yeah. Where it was a night where people were just handing me drink after drink after drink after drink. And then I got in my car and I had to drive an hour home. 
and I made it about 45, 50 minutes home, and then I got <laughs> and then I got pulled over by a cop. And no. Luckily, my dad picked me up. Otherwise, I would have gotten a DUI. So that stopped me from drinking when I was performing. And in terms of drugs, the only thing I abused, quote unquote abused. So I developed in like end of 2021, beginning of 2022, I developed, um, or no, beginning of 2022 to like this year got better. I developed bone spurs in the heels of both of my feet. So I pretty much had to take a year off of doing drag because okay. I could barely walk. I was struggling around my job, like limping around, like pushing carts around, like barely doing anything. So like before I got on health insurance, I was taking for four months, I took 18 to 24 ibuprofen a day. And... I had to step out of that. I'm like, this is not going to be good for me long term. Like, this is not like kosher. No. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. Like, I know people think like you, you can get addicted to ibuprofen. You can get addicted to about anything. You can. If. One hundred percent. So. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on how the LGBT community is being treated, on how the LGBT community is being treated today? In what sense? I would say... I've had this question before. i got to think of... In terms of the way I would say that we're being treated... I'm going to say this. In America, it's about as good as it's going to get. So, I would say... Theoretically, politically, and how it is internationally is just a better way to put it. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you take this one. I have no idea. Okay. My mind is so stuck on my safety and my mental health right now that I'm not really paying attention to anything else. I, mean, um, I do know that if we represent ourselves in a better way, we will be treated better. I take that back. No. I don't... My mind's so blank right now. I'm so sorry. After having that little cry spell just now, I'm sorry. I really... I, mean, I know here in Florida, it's it's getting bad. That's why my best friend is leaving. Yeah. For trans women. It's getting bad. I would say, yeah. That's honestly, that's why, like, oh. when people say, like, they want to move to like a. They want to move away from like. Granted, you said L.A. was bad, but it's like thinking that you should move from L.A. to Florida is not not it. Like we're more accepted here area. than in L.A. Trans people, not gay people. Oh, trans people. Okay. Trans people. Yeah. No. 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 Really? We're not accepted in L.A. Trans people. No. 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 It's not a safe space in California for us. No, 100% not. That's interesting, because it's like... You think about, like, how theoretically, quote-unquote, liberal 
LA is. Everyone like, says this until you have a fucking gun put up to your head at a restaurant saying you're that faggot from that billboard. Yeah, that's why Something I said theoretically liberal. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. It's not like I can experience that. Probably the worst thing that's happened to me in drag was like... So I had a night where like a guy... This is the night that I was sexually assaulted... I was, like, leaving the bar from where I was performing, and, like, a guy walked up to my car, and he's, like, he's, like, saying all this stuff, and then he opened the door and got in my car, and I'm, like, what And you didn't take you your doing? gun and kill him? The fuck? I didn't have a gun. You better get one, honey. Protect yourself. Crazy. That was the thing where I'm, like, I don't know if he hasn't, he has a gun, he has a knife. Yep, so, and you should have whopped him over the head with your pistol, honey. Or your again, knife, or uh, whatever. I got knives, guns, all sorts of shit. Yes, girl. You better get with it. I Because it's I was a doggy stupid. dog world out here. Yeah, again, young and stupid. Right. So I ended up driving him home. I did this for my safety, by the way. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no. That would have been fucked up. He opened my car door. Thank God I have a Tesla. You can't open my door. <laughs> yeah, he would have been fucked up. And then as he was like, as he's like, as I was like driving him home, he like whipped out his dick. It would have been and chopped off. And then like all of a sudden he was like just like stroking it, and then all of a sudden he reached across the seat and he grabbed my crotch, and I'm like, when we were at a stoplight. And then I ended up, I ended up bartering with him and got him out of my car. Like literally, I was at like a Wawa parking lot. I gave him like the soda in my car. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is it gonna take to get you out of my car? Because I don't want to go wherever you want to go. Yeah. So it's like to be clear to everyone, as much as we want to say that things are getting better. It is not safe for people in drag. It, I don't think it ever will be to go out anywhere. <laughs> it, it is, and it will if you protect yourself. Yeah. When 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 we, I'm not saying you allowed that, but yeah. when we allow it by not defending ourselves, and I get it, it's a scary situation, but that's where we gotta be dudes and grow balls and fucking get the fuck out my motherfucking car. Bah! You know what I mean? I get yeah. some people are more scared than others. However. The more it's allowed or the more it's not defended, if that makes sense. Right. Again, it is not your fault. But the more that it's not defended, people know not to fuck with me. They now know from this self-love that I've gotten for myself. Uh, Yeah. No, 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 no. Like the training chasers in the fucking parking lot at Alibi at 4 a.m. No. They know not to fuck with me. They don't even look me in the eye because they know I'm packing. You know what I mean? So. Right. (laughs) Right. Work, bitch. So. Bitch. (laughs) To my final question, what's the biggest misconception about you? 
Nicki Monet, the slut of South Beach, the stripper whore, sex addicted cock destroyer is the biggest misconception about me. I am someone who's been with four people their entire life. I've had four people inside my body my whole life. I I only kiss somebody if I'm in love with them. I'm very loyal. I'm very dedicated. I'm very much about love, not sex. Um, so Nicki Monet is um, an insecurity projected onto the stage of everything that I've been told is what's wrong with me. So some people think Lady Gaga worships the devil and sleeps in meat dresses. But she's not. Her name's Stephanie Joanne Germanata. And she writes music and poetry. And she loves jazz. She plays instruments. Nicki Monet is just that. An artist. That's the biggest misconception. I've had four partners my whole life sexually. Gag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Gag. like because you would see me strip on stage and you'd be like, this slut, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> I would say I have two answers to this. It's very simple. Some people have said that they think that I'm shady. I'm not shady. I'm oh, honest. Think that <laughs> it's like I as that. I said, as I said, I'm gonna tell you if I think your music's whack. Cause like why this whole thing of we should just support queer artists and everything. It's like No, you shouldn't. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. If you're a booger, you're a booger. Terrible. Tell it. Say it. Yeah. And it's exactly it's like it's like I'm sorry that you have people who tell you it's like I see some clips of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, just what we needed. You're apparently a rapper who got your friends who are just like go-go boys out in L.A. and you put them on a track because it's supposed to be like your boys. I'm like, this person fucking sucks. Yeah. (laughs) They sure do. And the other one is that I'm intimidating. That used to be my big one. Granted, I'm tall. Like, you I wear, tall. yeah, I am tall. I wear sunglasses. So, in truth, I don't wear these. The sunglasses you wore, that I wore the night you met me, those were my mom's. And as I said, she passed away when I was 18. So, she never lived to see me perform. So, it's like now I take her energy with me every time I perform. Yeah. Or like anytime I'm like out. These I wear because I got a brand deal, and when somebody wants to give you a discount on money and shit, you fucking take them up on it. But right, I love it. So yes, she said. So anyway, with that being said, <laughs> well, thank you so was, much for the interview. This was yeah, lovely. It was, yeah, it was great getting to meet you. It's like I always say, I always in parties and stuff you're everyone's like going a mile a minute it's like it's nice to be able to like sit down and like cracked out tranny mode is what i call it (laughs) cracked out tranny mode oh actually here's one quick one so oh 
But wait, you said you only did the drugs for like three years, right? Yeah. Okay, so then I was going to say, do you think you'd be able to perform without it? But clearly you have before, right? I have my whole life, yeah. So, I mean, that's fair. It's like, there. I will say, there's nothing better than performing when you're sober. Because it's like, then you're totally in the moment. Yeah. 1,000%. I love that. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you, Prince. <laughs>